Hello and welcome to Academic Animals' new series of podcasts. This is your host and author, Roger Farr. If you're looking for sweet animal stories like in Watership Down or Babe, then you have the wrong podcast. This series is about my life working as an animal trainer in the film industry. Enjoy the experience. It was back in the late 80s when I first moved to Belgium and was approached by a film producer from Amsterdam. He said, I have to do a commercial for Sony. It's a very prestigious and important client for me. I've just received this script and I wondered if you could help me and give me your opinion if you think it's doable or not. They want to get a bird to react to their latest sound system. They have designed a new speaker box with the very latest technology. They want to promote it in their new TV commercials and also in the cinema too. Their concept is we would like the bird to be in a room with this speaker box and it responds when it hears the pure sound coming from this speaker. The sound is so pure that it fools even the bird when he hears his mate sound calling. He said, we've seen birds that can react in some way. Something like a peacock, for example, can display their tails like a fan. And we know that other birds can puff themselves up. That's what we want, some kind of reaction to the sound that we're going to put on when the bird is near the speaker. Can you do it? He was shocked when he heard the reply because I said, no, no, I replied, it's too risky. We all know a peacock can display himself and I've done it many times before, but it depends on many things. For example, when he feels horny or maybe just doesn't want to show himself off. It's the time of the year, the time of day. All these things are factors that will make allow a bird or make a bird to do this. So yes, they can do it. He might do it, but equally he might not. I have in the past... When I've been at home, try to do this, and yes, one day they do it, and the next day they don't. So I'm afraid I'm not very keen on trying this in a studio, because after a long drive to a studio, trying to do it in front of 50 people, and embarrassing myself, people think I'm stupid, because the bird just refuses to do it. So I said, no, 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 I said, it's too risky, I don't want to do this. And then he mentioned, could we do it with a turkey? I said, no, it's the same story. Any bird, it's risky. They need to be comfortable. They need to be very settled in the environment. No, I can't do it. And I made it clear I was rejecting this project because of the risk of failure was too high. As things turned out, I regretted my decision because he was such a nice guy. And I felt very guilty about it ever since because just a few days later, another client phoned me from Amsterdam. It was another producer from a different production company. He said, Roger, I've heard the story. I heard you don't want to do it, but I'm coming over. I'm not taking no for an answer. And I'm coming over to see you now. So he drove for three hours to my house. And as he came up to the house with a bottle of wine in one hand and a storyboard or script in the other, I invited him through to the kitchen and then out onto the balcony. And we sat there chatting and enjoying the wine. After the bottle of wine, or at some point during the bottle of wine, he had weakened me enough to say, okay, okay, I'll try. I'll give it a shot. But I'll only do a test here. And I said, you buy the bird and I'll do some tests and there are no guarantees I'll take the job on. I'll test and whatever happens, I'll keep the bird. And that's my payment for doing the test. I repeated so many times that I'm not sure about this and I'm not happy with it because I've already rejected it once. It's just too risky to say, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I'm not sure of myself getting the action because with animals like this, they are very delicate and in a strange environment, who knows? Anyway, after a few days, I did some experiments with the different birds and I tried pigeons and canaries and doves and chickens and geese and so on. 
This enormous ugly turkey that I found was quite a good candidate at this point, but it didn't look spectacular to me. I visited an old friend of mine at a bird park and we observed how certain birds behaved in certain environments and situations, like flamingos and cranes. When they do this sort of sexual ritual where they dance in front of one another and they pirouette, but normally in the wild, if you see this, it happens en masse. They do it, thousands of them together, all at the same time, and they normally do it either standing in a lake or beside a lake. When this happens, it really is a beautiful spectacle to witness. Thousands of these birds, and they all start to do it together. And I'm thinking, wouldn't that be fantastic? That would be incredible if we could do that. Immediately, I phoned the producer and said, listen, I've found what I think could be a good proposal, something very different to what you had in mind, but it is a bird, and it's a very tall and unusual bird. It's going to cost a lot of money to buy this bird, I said. They are very expensive. And remember the promise. I'll keep the bird no matter what happens. He said, yeah, 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 no problem. So I ordered the bird and I started practicing with it at home. And I was getting it to do what I wanted, surprisingly. But he would only do it really, really early in the morning. So I phoned the producer and said, we've got a little problem. I said, look, we stand a chance of doing this. But I have to bring him in the day before. Because if he comes into the studio, I can't bring it in in the morning And then by the time you guys have got the camera set up and got your lights, etc. in place, and then we get the bird out, it's too late. For this action, it must be very, very early. To him, we've got to fool him that the sun is coming up. He needs to be there for some time before and he needs to be settled. And again, the old scenario, we are working with nature. We are working on nature with nature. We're not training him to do this. They do it naturally. And we've got just got to find the trigger to make him do it. So it's imperative He has got to be comfortable with the environment. I cannot stress this enough. It's definitely not going to work if we transport him to Amsterdam and then take him out of the vehicle and then you're all expecting him to dance about and do exciting things. Hesitating a little, he said, yeah, yeah, we understand, we understand, but that's no problem, no problem, no problem for sure. We we will somehow get around this. So I said... Okay, I still say there's no guarantees and I insist that when we do the filming, it must be done really early in the morning. For that bird, I know it has to be as though the sun is coming up. And outside, if the sun is coming up at four o'clock in the morning, that's when we have to turn over. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Anyway, knowing filming, I was still not believing that they really appreciated and I meant what I said. The day before filming arrived and I've gone to the studios and I've walked into the wrong studio and who was there? (laughs) but the original producer who I rejected this project with. Oh, and I went like, hello, (laughs) sorry, I'm in the wrong studio. I should be next door. Frowning, he was looking at me. What are you doing here? And with that bird. So I said, well, I I was persuaded to attempt it, but they they understand there's a big risk. It might not work. It might not work, etc., etc. Oh, all right. So anyway, I found my way to the correct studio and taken the bird inside. Before I did anything, I found a secure and safe dressing room to leave him in while I was off to talk to the construction people and to check on the security of the room where we were going to film and the closed-off area we needed for the bird to film in and it was suitable with no obvious hazards in it. Then I got the producer and the lighting man together and I said, listen, this area where you want to film, it has a plain white background. There can't be any furniture in there. There's no tripods from lights or flag. There's nothing for the bird to trip over. Because what we have here is a very special and delicate bird. It is an African crested crane. This bird is more than a metre tall. He's got long thin legs like a flamingo. And he's got a very beautiful crown on top of his head. 
The lighting man, or to give him his proper title, the D.O.P., or the Director of Photography, he complained. It's not possible to light it if I cannot put the lights and tripods inside the filming area, he said. He continued to shake his head. I cannot light it. I don't know how I'm going to light it if I cannot put my equipment inside the filming area. It's impossible. I made it clear I was not going to budge on this because these birds were very delicate and with these long, fine legs, if they trip or stumble into equipment or over something, they could injure themselves permanently and there is no way I will allow anyone to take any of these chances. That made clear. I brought the bird in and said, I need to get completely relaxed and the only way to do it is to bring him in the filming room and I asked them to play soft, very gentle, quiet kind of music, the sort you would hear in a yoga class background music or something or soothing relaxing music the lights have to be arranged to slowly very slowly go up and go down like the sun coming up and going down and we get him down to almost total darkness except for a very small light that was like a candlelight that would remain on all night and then in the morning when the lights come on we can gradually turn up the light slowly slowly we'll try and get him moving and reacting to something yeah yeah fine everybody understood i released him into the room The only thing there was the speaker box that was about the same height as the bird and absolutely nothing else. He wandered around and seemed very calm. Anyway, sure enough, as is usually the case, and I wouldn't do this now, but at the time, I appeased them and went with it when they asked me, can we just try it now? I knew it wouldn't work. It's five o'clock in the afternoon and I knew it wouldn't work at that time of day. I said, well, we can try him, but you know, you can do it for your focus and your lighting, but I said, he'll do it tomorrow. He won't do it now. He will not do it now. I know he won't. Oh, okay. Let's just try. Let's just try. So this is something I've heard so many times and they never listen. The bird is already quite settled and I've got the bird close to the speaker and they've asked if he will do some reactions. Of course, nothing happened. I said, we're wasting our time. He will not do it now. This is a sexual thing and I need it to be Like something, first thing in the morning when they wake up and they're feeling extra sexy. I don't know. But if it's going to work, it's going to work early in the morning. When the bird naturally wakes up is when he's ready to do this. They didn't want to listen. They insisted on trying and we failed miserably. I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't angry. I was just very frustrated because they would not listen. My attitude was, well, that's life, but best chance is to wait till morning. Tired of telling them. It will work tomorrow, no problem. They just are doing it at the wrong time. They just wouldn't listen. And now they've done their testing with the lights and so on. But then, as I walked outside to the car for a few minutes to get some air and cool off, there's a couple of the agency people outside and they were having a cigarette chat or something. And as I came out, they spoke to me and said, oh dear, oh dear, it's not looking good, is it? I said, what? What's not looking good? They said, "Mm, well, he isn't doing it, is he? I looked at them and I said, look, I've told everybody, and I've said it a hundred times, the bird will not do it at this time of day. That's why tomorrow morning early, everybody is coming in extra early, and they take their shoes off at the studio door, and they tiptoe into place. And the bird is still thinking he's in an empty room, all on his own, and we're going to turn him on. Really, they said. But Rene, he said you guaranteed it. I scoffed and replied, no, that's not true. I never guaranteed this. I never guaranteed it. Are you listening? I do not guarantee anything, ever. And I certainly am not guaranteeing this, especially at this time of day. I said, we're working with nature. And I'm going to say this a thousand times. Please listen. We are working with nature. We have to behave and respect how nature works. We can't train or force this action. 
but we can get the shots. The next morning, the crew and I have all arrived outside the studio, really early. I didn't want anybody to go in until we've let, they've all taken their shoes off and everyone crept into the dimly lit studio. Everyone knew exactly the position they had to be in behind the studio screening. The room we have created for the bird was still in darkness with only a glow from the candlelight and only the bird and the speaker box was inside. Now the speaker box was a special one which I need to tell you about. This was the key to this working. It must have been about 1 metre 20 high or something, about 30-40 centimetres wide. It was simply a plain oblong white box in a white room with a white background. The grill on the front of the speaker box was designed to open by remote control. It had to open quietly or rather silently on my command. Inside this tall speaker box I had the construction people fit a tall mirror. Because it was being filmed from profile the grill at the front could not be seen from the camera and neither could the mirror. So as the panel opened revealing the mirror the only one who could see it would be the bird. The camera team was sitting at the camera. I've checked everybody's ready. I've got a signal from the director, the green light, to go. Slowly and quietly I walked around behind the set and I'm waiting for the bird to position himself in the centre of the room. And as he came up to what was in fact about halfway down the room, he's in line with the speaker box and I am in line with the speaker box and him but behind the screening. I gave the signal and they touched the button on the speaker box and silently it opens revealing the mirror. As the mirror was fully revealed, I made a noise. The bird looked where the sound came from, and he saw himself in the mirror. And as he did, he started to become obsessed with this other bird, and he took a couple of steps towards it. I repeated the call and was constantly watching him on my monitor. He started to bounce up and down with his shoulders. Then, the more I made the noise... The more he bounced and he jumped and he bounced again and he flapped his wings and he danced and he was doing this ritual that they all do en masse when they're in Africa with all the thousands of other birds. This mating dance and he was doing it to himself in the mirror. When we wanted him to stop, the speaker box silently closed and I stopped making the call. He just stood there looking now at the speaker box with a puzzled look on his face. You could almost read on his mind he was thinking, where's my mate gone? He started to look around and eventually he realises his girlfriend has left the building. Now realising he's alone, he gently just walks away as if nothing had happened. This was such an incredible moment. The agency and the creative director were jumping up and down on their chairs. They were so excited. They knew the bird was dancing for about two hours up and down, up and down, up and down, flapping the wings. By now it's 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning and we've done everything that we can do with this bird. We've got it. It's a wrap. Yes, just another day in the office. I carefully loaded the bird into my vehicle and drove home. A few weeks later, or maybe months, I can't remember. It was a long time ago now. I got the phone call late one evening. It's from the creative director. He's sitting at the table in the Cannes Film Festival and he's screaming down the phone at me. We've won! We've won! We've won the first prize at the Cannes Festival! Oh, Roger, well done! Now, considering there are no actors... There was nothing in this commercial but the bird doing incredible action. It does pee us animal trainers off somewhat because the animal people get very little or no recognition. We rarely get credits. This commercial had nothing in it but the bird. Okay, the idea was the creative director's. The lighting was the lighting man's. And remember, he's the same lighting man who said he cannot do anything. It was impossible to light. 
The person who got the bird and came up with this suggestion for this type of bird didn't even get a glass of champagne. The other thing I didn't mention was that this particular bird was more relevant to the client than anybody ever realised at the time. Because Sony, being a Japanese company, the crane is a very, very important figure in Japan. You see it on their tapestries. You see it on their national airline. You can see a crane on wedding cakes. The crane is a symbol of good luck in Japan. It would never have worked with a turkey or a pigeon or a peacock. The crane is what made this extra special. The cream on the cake, so to speak. All things considered, I was more than pleased with this one. So there you are. A little trade secret I've divulged to you today. And it's all done with mirrors. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to see this commercial, go to our website, which is academic-animals.com under Birds Sony Commercial. Thanks for listening. Here is today's animal joke. I had a little dog called Bobby, a little mongrel. And every Sunday morning, I'd send him up the road to the local newsagents to get me a newspaper. I had the same newspaper every Sunday morning. They would give it to him, he'd bring it back, and I'd enjoy reading the Sunday news with my coffee. But they had new owners in the shop, and they said, you must pay, you must pay, we can't give you credit. I said, look, surely this is ridiculous, I can pay you, I can pay you once a month or when I come by, if that's a problem. No, 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 you must pay, we don't do credit. I said, okay, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll put a little purse on his collar with the money in it. When he comes up, before you give him the newspaper, take the money, then give him the paper, and he'll bring it back to me. Oh, okay, they said. Anyway, the first time I did this, Bobby went running off to get the newspaper and he was gone for hours. So I got dressed and I'm walking around and I went up to the shop and I said, has Bobby been in this morning? No, no, we've not seen him. I said, no, that's crazy. I said, normally he only takes two minutes. He's here, he's got it, he's back again. No, he's not been in. So I came out and I'm looking around and I'm calling out, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. No Bobby. I'm walking back home, I get almost home and I can hear <laughs> I looked over this fence and there's Bobby with another little dog, a pretty little dog. I said, Bobby, you naughty boy. What do you think you're doing? You've never done that before. And Bobby looked up at me and he said, I never had the money before. Don't forget to send me your favourite animal-related joke and hopefully it can be part of a future podcast. It can be old or new, you can steal it or borrow it, or you can make it up on your own, but please send it. I would love to hear it. I will send a special thank you present to the person whose joke is selected for use. If two or more jokes sent are the same, then unfortunately it will be the first person's joke to arrive that will get the present. Good luck. Thanks for joining me here today. I sincerely hope you've enjoyed today's little ditty. Why not visit the website and see for yourself some of the commercials, the photographs and the film clips of our work. The website is www.academic-animals.com. Can I ask you to subscribe and press the like button? It's really appreciated. Thanks very much. Now it's official. You're my new best friend. Lots of love. Roger and out.